a lot about different types of psychologies and okay. the most one that I felt connected was health psychology in particular because I, I was always because for me sports and being healthy and active it's mm. been with me all my life and I wanted to see how I can um, uh, help other people understand it and kind of promote that type of active uh, healthy lifestyle okay. and through health psychology I mean I managed to learn more about it and uh, and yes that's why I chose it but I also chose that particular university because they had um, a sports center and excellent tennis facilities so I was very lucky to have everything together The Sprout Mission Podcast is a collection dedicated to mastering physical and emotional intelligence for humans to thrive in our modern world. In this podcast together, we discover the connections between the power of our thoughts, emotions and health habits to live our best life and enjoy the process. Your host Luke, also known as Mr. Sprout, spotlights experts and entrepreneurs in the fields of physical and emotional intelligence, sustainable conscious businesses, nutrition, wellness living, fitness and mindfulness that empower actionable steps in our journey. Join Luke and his guests in today's episode. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode from the podcast The Sprout Mission. I am very excited today, like every other day, but today in particular because I managed to get Elaine Genovese on this podcast. Elaine, how are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> and uh, she's at the moment, who will see it on video, you can see that she's in her car. She just finished her tennis practice and yes. uh, she hopped on for this podcast. Amazing, amazing, amazing. How are you? You warmed up for equipment Yes, I'm good. Well, this morning I had to think long around because at this stage we're in a preparation period where we do long distance running. And, uh, so I had to think kilometers and then I had tennis training. So I'm fully warm <laughs> and ready. Amazing, amazing. I know Elaine way back. We were younger, much younger. And I know Elaine as Elaine Tamaria, Maria, yes, which is her best friend. But also, Elaine, the tennis player. So I know you always playing tennis. When did you start playing tennis? At what age? So I started when I was five. Well, my okay. dad introduced me to the sport when I was five. And then at five, you know, you're still young, doing a lot of things. And uh, then maybe from the age of seven, eight, that I started playing more consistent every day. And then at the age of... Then I started traveling, I played my first tournament abroad. Um, and then since then, it just kept going. Okay. Consistent, I mean, the training is very, very intense because you have to train quite long hours. Um, but yes, since a very young age that I was training, okay. um, for quite a long, <laughs> it's been quite a, quite a journey. All right, and who inspired you to start tennis? You mentioned your dad got you, but... Yes, I mean, mostly it was my dad who really introduced me to the sport. So okay. I think it was him and he, he and obviously my mom and my family who um, supported me throughout. I mean, as an, an, any other athlete, 
Mm-hmm. When you're young, you really have to push yourself mentally and physically. So mm-hmm. you're young and you still don't know how to challenge yourself and how to push yourself. So you need that support system to kind of keep pushing you. And mm-hmm. thanks to them that they pushed me. And then obviously when you get a bit older, you learn how to push yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. So it's not the cliche of a tennis athlete that you saw on TV and... <laughs> but they inspire you, I'm sure they inspire you. No, they do. Now, for sure, they inspire me a real lot. When I see the professionals playing on television, uh-huh, uh-huh. I guess really, really inspired. Uh-huh, but, uh, I mean, yes, it's mostly my support system that kept me going. Amazing, yeah. At 10, 10, I don't even know what was I doing at the age of 10. I, <laughs> I, 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 my parents got me into playing the piano, so I started at a really young age, but it all drifted away with my youth mm-hmm. extravaganza. <laughs> I used to play the piano, actually, as well. Ah, yes. it, it, ah. There was a time where I had to say, okay, I had to decide. True. Either play okay. the piano mm-hmm. or continue playing tennis. And then I had to, obviously, because... Mm-hmm. Going to school, piano, tennis. Yeah, it was so too then, much. Uh-huh. Too you, it was yes. between two great things. Me, it was either the piano or like clubbing, going out <laughs> and doing mischievous stuff in the streets. But... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how. Um, uh, but anyway, so um, uh, give us some like, amazing special moments during your tennis. Uh, um, uh, oh, well, on I the court, eh, like good moments of the court. Eh. Well, for at the moment now, I really enjoy training. So for me, every moment of the court, I really enjoy it. But in terms of competition, I think this year was one of my best years of competition. Okay. I won my first pro tournament in doubles. I was playing in Bucharest. Okay. And actually, Daniel, uh, my boyfriend, was there. He, he, he never, obviously, he doesn't really travel with me, but he came for this week because we said, okay, we'll visit Bucharest as well. So he was there and it was really, really incredible to obviously win the, win the title. And, uh, and you have him there, having someone. Because normally I'm always alone when I travel. So Ella, how beautiful. Uh-huh. So it was really fun. Oh, and yeah. then um, I also reached my semi-final uh, in the singles in my last tournament, which is quite a quite a big um, uh, big achievement, especially for me. I mean, I play against in world ranking tournaments against players who are ranked 400, 300, well, in the world. Wow! So obviously, players who are professional. Mm-hmm. And um, so reaching that stage was quite a, an achievement. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and in the past, another obviously great thing is to when, you're, when I represent uh, Team Malta and the mm-hmm. small nations last, last year, no, not last year, the year before, because it happens every two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I won uh, three medals. Well, I've won various medals in small nations, but I had winning my first bronze in singles because in singles it's more mm-hmm. like uh, more more of an achievement. Sure. Um, uh, that's always uh, a great thing. And also this year uh, we played Fed Cup, which is the World Cup of tennis, and we reached the playoffs for the finals, finals, something that never mm-hmm. happened in the history of tennis in Malta. So as wow. a team, 
yeah. we reach the playoffs to get to get promoted to group yes, two yes. to another group. Yes, so yes. it's been quite a year. Yes, yes. So you had a lot of good moments. It was quite yes. a good question to ask you. And also, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I'm honored and uh, that there is, you know, the sports in Malta, we're very much, uh, you know, lacking it to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hopping on with you and doing this podcast, it can be split into three parts, this podcast, and three <laughs> inspiring moments. So the first part, the introduction was your tennis, okay? And... Uh, I wanted intentionally to start the podcast from now on with an intro, but I forgot to do the intro. <laughs> so everyone's getting to know you as we go along, which is fine. All right. Doesn't matter. But um, the tennis, is it a hobby for you or uh, is it like... Oh. Well, to put it in simple I mean, terms, uh-huh. it's, um, it's been part of my life for all my life so it's uh, it was never a hobby because I always took it um, on a very high high level and training very consistently Mm -hmm. so I can't say it's a job either because obviously I don't get enough money from it okay and it's more of a way how I express myself like okay. my my physical ability and my mental and my 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 competing self. That's how mm-hmm. I managed to express me uh-huh. through the sport. Yes, so Lalo, that is so how you ex- boom bang on. Sorry, <laughs> no, because so, I'm coming to something. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's not really a hobby. It's not really work. It's um, it's a it's a lot of. A big, huge part of who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that part of when you said it is a way where you exp- how you express your physical ability, that is something that we need to shout out about and inspire others that as mm-hmm, human mm-hmm. beings, we are made to express our physical ability through something. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And finding that something which everyone has, everything... Yeah. Person as it is just we take the part of either unhealthy lifestyle choices or workaholism or you know what I mean. So you, I think, from now the others that don't know you, you kept quite a good balance. (laughs) Yes, you know what I mean. We're coming to the next part of the. You also study. You are a student, and uh, you you graduated from university psychology. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Why psychology? Um, not sure. I mean, to be honest, when I, I mean I went to university when I was twenty or twenty-one, I think. No, younger. I think eighteen, nineteen. Not sure. <laughs> um. um I think it's just the part that kind of I was feeling that moment, not really a big decision that when I was younger, okay, like I want to become a psychologist or I want to become a doctor and I saw I choose this, this, that. Or I want okay. to become something and I choose that, that, that. It was, uh-huh. I very go much with how I feel and that at that particular moment or period of my life. So okay. I think... Um, there isn't really a particular reason why I chose psychology, but I just felt connected to it somehow. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then you moved to, um, remind me where? To, I, went, I moved to Bath in England. Okay, Bath, correct. Okay. Exactly. And I did my master's there in health psychology. That's okay. also another, like how I... One second. We're having a moment of, we just got offline. I don't know if you can hear us. I, I chose... Well, wait well, a I sec, Mala, wait a sec, because we had a bit of... Uh... Well, all right, you're back. Okay, so yes, yes, guys, yes. you have to understand that we are not in front of each other recording this. She's in her car, <laughs> <laughs> probably using 3G or 4G, whatever, and, <laughs> and I'm at home. So, Mala, um, uh, you, we arrived, I should then it cut off, and just to be mm -hmm. on the safe side that we got everything... You moved to Bath. At what age? Yes. Uh, 23. Okay, yeah, 23. 23. And like you, then you chose health psychology. Health psychology, yes. To I do chose your master's to, there. Exactly, yes. Was it a conscious decision? Why? Not, again, um, well, we learned through a lot about different types of psychologies. And okay. the most one that I felt connected was health psychology in particular, because I, I was always... Because for me, sport and being healthy and active, it's mm. been with me all my life. And I want to see how I can um, uh, help other people understand it and kind of promote that type of active, uh, healthy lifestyle. Okay. And through health psychology, I, man I managed to learn more about it. And, mm. uh, and yes, that's why I chose it. But I also chose that particular university because they had... Um, a sports center and excellent tennis facilities. So amazing. I was very lucky to have everything together. Allah, amazing, amazing. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, um, I, when I went, before I hopped on with you, Jafiri, yesterday, I went, because you told me briefly when I met you, what, what why, uh, what is a health psychologist? Mm -hmm. But I hopped on Google and I saw um, what it is. And it's quite interesting. Do you want to tell us in a nutshell exactly if you had to pursue that career in it, what mm -hmm. you'd be doing in your role in society, like as a mm -hmm. psychologist? So it's what you can do is very, very broad because mm -hmm. it touches upon various sectors. And the most, the one that I'm most interested in is in um, health promotion. So promoting people to be more active in terms of doing more exercise, eating healthy, um, stopping smoking, reducing their sugar levels. Mm -hmm. um, but then other aspects, apart from the promotion of health, which could be in a public way. Mm -hmm. So like you create campaigns for, for people to be active for the public, mm -hmm. or as you can work with people individually, okay. like one-to-one -one sessions, and you help them directly um, to see what they need to change mm -hmm. to be more healthy. Um, um, and you work like that individually. Wow. And then there's other aspects where another uh, other thing that I was very interested in is in the research on health and uh, the psychology behind it. So that's a huge thing that you can work in a, at the mm -hmm. university and do mm -hmm. research um, on any topic related mm -hmm. to health really mm -hmm. and then there is another aspect that you can do that it, that um, involves working with patients for example in hospital okay. and you help them improve patients who are going through a difficult time to have a condition or 
going to have a disease or something, and mm-hmm. to help them deal with this condition and try as much as possible to improve their quality of life. Okay. Through changing changing certain things, mm-hmm. obviously, um, things dealing with depression, for example, mm-hmm. that comes with the condition, but also mm-hmm. their lifestyle, how they're mm-hmm. doing exercise, what they're eating, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's very broad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we need the president, which is a health psychologist. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? But like, and I saw a typical patient would be someone which has to start exercising but mm-hmm. they can't get up from their ass like and that they would come to someone like you so they want to yes. exercise they want to feel that motivation to get out of their pajamas and hit the road or something but they yes. can't do it so they come that's to a someone classic like you. exactly that is the that's most common one the most common one but even people who smoke for example ah, exactly. they want to stop but that's a, somehow they can't find themselves to do it all right cool. uh-huh. Um, uh, and obviously, with so you didn't pursue a career in tennis because you couldn't. <laughs> no, I'm still, I'm still playing tennis. I'm still, oh, yes, but it's, 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 but it's it, not your main. But the thing is, the t- tennis it's really, really expensive to to reach a very, very high level that you'll be able to make money. So All you right. have to be in, like in the top hundred of the world all right okay to be able to make money <clears throat> but i'm still i still invest a lot of time and finance mm. in it but okay. anyways yeah but it's not my 100 percent career it's not right. <laughs> then you decided not to become a psychologist or a health psychologist did you feel you were like yes no, no that's not me okay <laughs> and then you decided um when you when your bio you said um how did you put I forgot, but you said when I was free or something like mm. finished your masters, you're mm-hmm. like, what's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously, internally within you, you felt incomplete by what you have accomplished. So you wanted mm-hmm. something more. And flavors for health was created. Am I right? <laughs> yes. So how, how did it happen? So after your <laughs> masters, then what happened? Uh, so after my master's, obviously I came to a point where I was like, okay, so now what's going to happen? You know, I've been looking for a job and this, but I'm, I'm the type of person where I don't take a decision like, okay, I need to make, get a job. I get a job, like I do everything. I really try and see what I feel at that moment. And uh, I was maybe lucky somehow, but um, I was actually playing a tournament. So after I did my master, I decided to focus more on tennis Mm-hmm. But still, I needed to find a way how to get some money, obviously, because with tennis, I only spend never <laughs> coming back. Or if something comes back, I spend it again. You should so have become cheap. a model for, like, tennis wear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways. And anyway, so then I was actually playing a tournament, and they gave us this sample some a box samples of uh, these these uh, products and um, anyways and then i realized that these are very like interesting you know they're 100% national and i never really saw anything like them and then i was speaking to daniel and he's like what, you what was the so point? the the purition the, the right, protein okay. powder okay, yes cool. and uh, a hand was like why don't you try and get them in Malta, to Malta, and we'll see where it goes, you know, like uh, you can play and at the same time maybe start something small. Process. High five then, Daniel, high five Daniel. 
Anyways, uh. And then, um, and so I got them to Malta, and then I started realizing that I can turn this into something not just about selling products, but also about creating a community, creating, uh, starting a blog, creating a page mm-hmm. where I can eventually do, connect everything that I did in my life. So tennis, mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. psychology, yeah. and the products that I started to really like mm-hmm. and put it into one kind of uh, community where I can express all of these together mm-hmm. and promote health, promote uh, um, a clean lifestyle, promote exercise through these products mm-hmm. and through this that I created. And, uh, and that, uh, uh-huh. uh, that's uh, what uh, it is now. And I'm obviously really happy about it to have created Pavis for her. And that's what I wanted to be apart from obviously selling the product, which is the base of the business. Uh-huh. But it's also uh, allowing me and allowing everyone yeah. to share um, uh, recipes and health and tips and um, yes, this yes. lifestyle, you know, in one place and For share sure. it all together. For sure, I'm just scrolling up and down from your last page of your um, blog and uh, like with the recipes and ideas, and I can see exactly how you can the the the, the brands that you have picked to import like are the shuttle are the vehicle let's put it that way mm-hmm. that you are using to reach out people to reach out um, and educate you know exactly. and uh, and uh, and they are really good because um, first of all why why flavors for health Ash, i wanted to ask you that uh-huh. well to be honest it took to find this name obviously, to quite a while, like a, about a month to think, I used to think about names, stupid names, I don't know, anyways. One stupid one, one just, stupid one, give us one stupid no, one. I, I, right, I, I, I don't know, it was uh-huh. three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, um, and anyways, just I think I was always looking for things to inspire me. And there was something, some, something for health, I was like, I'm getting Purishin with uh, so many flavors. So I wanted to include flavors and health. And then it just clicked, like flavors. <laughs> Amazing. No, and it is very, again, broad. Exactly. People, uh-huh. It's an umbrella, the brand. Uh, yes. You uh-huh. know, it's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cool. I like the color, the logo, process. Um, uh, so, what, so what is your business culture at work? I know you're a small team. Yes. But, however, you still want to build a pediment. So, you know what I mean? So what is your business culture? What makes you unique mm-hmm. from other importers, maybe the big importers out there or mm-hmm. even other, whatever? Um, mm-hmm. uh, what makes you unique from other um, uh, businesses? Like, what is your culture, your values, tradition, uh-huh. beliefs, you know? Yes. So our whole business is based on a set of values, which are like the Bible for me, for, for the business. Um, uh, so all our products are made from 100% natural ingredients. So there are no additives, no preservatives, no refined sugars, no soy, no GMO, completely natural. And not all, everyone can enjoy them. So it's not just me. For example, this purition is not just for like, Adults, everyone, so children, it shows that they're safe for children, for pregnant women, breastfeeding, older adults. Sure. So everyone can really enjoy the, these products. 
So that is something that is super important that whenever I look at a product, I see the ingredients because I really believe that what, you know, we intake into our body, it will um, have an impact on our physical health and even our emotional health. In fact, last Mm -hmm. time I came across this article, which was saying that um, about 8% of serotonin is found in our gut. Now, serotonin is like the happy hormone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's found in our gut. So imagine us, um, when when we take food that are good for our gut, for our stomach, that's will have a huge impact on our on our um, uh, happiness. Uh, you know, it will reflect on our yeah. well-being. So that was really interesting. Um, uh, so those are our basic values. And that's, I think, it really differentiates us from other brands or companies that are more broad. Um, mm. So we're like a bit specific to that. And we want to try and... Um, um, promote these products not just to people who are interested in like being vegan for example vegetarian or being really conscious about health but to a wider um uh, wider reach mm-hmm. in fact we always try and get products that are 100 clean but still taste really good mm-hmm. so everyone would love them you know mm-hmm. so everyone can benefit from them Mm-hmm. from they taste good that still they're good for you mm-hmm. so that's something that uh, is really important for yeah. us are you in schools or is there something in the pipeline Malaf, just random question schools what do you mean like so, um, like in their canteens and stuff mm-hmm. like that um uh, not yet no okay uh-huh. cool. but uh, it could be it could definitely. be possible yes definitely yes to be honest actually uh-huh. we are at the university We have some of our products at the food faculty. All right, very good. Yes, so... Uh No problem. um, So, uh this year, actually. No, last year we we started. Uh That could be a good line, Asher. When when you you get someone in the education and you show them as they seek some for this. This is just of 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 air type of tip. <laughs> and, uh, but it's true when you, if you have the time or to get into it, I should uh-huh. that would be more work work, which is definitely. In summer. So uh, how do you define success? Define like, success. It's uh, uh-huh. like all right, Mala, we, we, we with with obviously with your brand, with flavors of um for health and uh, your tennis career and what you've studied, like how do you like sort of um, define success? Like when you sit down and say, I'm successful or I need to reach to be successful. What is, how do you find that success? What is it success for you? Um, I think success for me is when you set a goal mm. and you reach it. Now, when I say a goal, it doesn't mean a vague goal. You say, okay, um, uh, next year I have to reach X amount of sales. Mm. But setting smaller goals and then along the way, like when you reach, so those small goals, small targets mm-hmm. will be um, the roads to lead towards success. So, okay. And I try and uh, whenever I set a goal um, uh, to make these targets very, very small. Mm-hmm. They will help me, you know, like keep my mind on track to see what I'm have to do next and that. Yeah. Um. So I have so re- making a goal, but then 
doing everything that I can to reach it. And then uh-huh. when I reach it, that's... Um, um, Success. For me, I say, okay, I was successful in this particular project. Very good. Okay. All you right. know, for, yes. for example, like even in tennis this year, I said, okay, I want yeah. to try and win a tournament. Yeah. And I managed. So yeah. I, I felt... That was, you know, a success. Your model of how to reach success and whatnot, how for you to reach your success, it can be put in all life um, situations. Mm -hmm. So not only business, how you said you mentioned tennis, so you build up and reach that. Okay. Um, uh, What obstacles did you encounter as you created your business? Like, what was it? Uh Um, I mean, my background wasn't exactly business. Mm-hmm. So obviously I had to come across things that I wasn't really um, uh, familiar with. Like Thankfully. accounts? <laughs> like accounts. <laughs> exactly, like accounts. But actually it was lucky because Daniel is an accountant. All so right. My father. High five. High five. High five. <laughs> my dad had his own business so kind of I grew up in like a family in a, mm-hmm. in a business setting so he used to help me a lot right. well, he still does obviously mm-hmm. um, um, obstacles but still obviously I had to learn everything myself like in terms of business they had to teach me or I had to um, mm-hmm. learn them you know um, as we go along Mm-hmm. Um, other obstacles. Ma, I'm so positive. I think I don't really have obstacles. <laughs> I always, ma, I, I face obstacles and I and uh, punch them. <laughs> yes, like people, like that's what you are saying, which is fine if you didn't encounter any obstacles. But no, really I think. <laughs> no, I do have a huge, huge obstacle ah. deliveries. So I I wanted to build something. So Flavors My Head is online. Okay. Which is very, like, a thing that gives me a lot of freedom. Like, I can work from anywhere, Mm -hmm. anytime I want. Mm -hmm. But then, obviously, the products, I have to give them, deliver them to the to our customers Mm -hmm. and that I found really really difficult to find the right person to to take them and Mm -hmm. uh, but still I haven't found because it's uh, so expensive Mm -hmm. well because obviously our products are not so expensive so it's not like you if you get someone and they'll they'll they ask you for seven euros and mm. um, to deliver a product of that costs 100 euros, it's fine. But to deliver mm. a product that costs 25 or 30 euros is quite a big chunk of, you know, mm. the, the, yeah. the money. Yeah. So that is a huge obstacle that I am still, um, um, still mm-hmm. encountering, actually. Okay. That's to, one of them. To find, to find that person, I guess. So I should uh-huh. And or a service. I mean, there are quite a few, but again, okay. they're... You need to trust them in the store and you need to... They need to do the packet, the sorting out of the order as well? No, or... no, that's actually, we do it. No, okay. that's, they, they just like take the products to the... Uh, to the house. To the, to the house, yes. Okay. I mean, Weird. we send a lot by post, I really. But anyways. Uh-huh. But we oh, yeah. are. So this is also a vacancy call. <laughs> 
Jane and Daniel on their All right, very good. So knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given yourself when Flavors for Health started? Like, is there an advice that you say, uh, this I should have done it this way or... Mm. Um, Mela, I think, like sometimes I get lost in... So playing around with the website, playing around with the colors, with, with the words, with this, with that. It's like, and at the end of the day, I, like, I, now I see that it was like a bit of a waste of time when you stay playing around. You really mm-hmm. um, think about the little details. Obviously, they're important. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other things um, to focus on. So maybe when I was when I started out, instead of really not mm-hmm. like really focusing more on how I'm going to get more sales, like connecting okay. with people. Okay. Um, and, and yes, I think maybe in the beginning I was a bit reserved to like really exposing myself or really exposing the business because it was so small, like maybe I was mm-hmm. a bit insecure about it. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but now I'm more like out there mm-hmm, and um, uh, so like really focusing more on the right things to okay. connect and to share with people. Uh-huh. That's very good. That's very good. And with, with this, like with um, advice giving yourself, what is like the best advice you have ever been given to you, like given <clears throat> to you, like during this journey of business wise? I do like. Um, well, I've gotten a lot of advice mm-hmm. um, um, and some that I still need to, need to work on. Mm-hmm. And the, fa- the first, which is like where the world is really going, um, is really putting myself out there like, and creating stuff with me in them, like doing videos, for example, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. speaking to people about the products or recipes. Mm-hmm. And I still think I haven't reached that. I still have to go out of my comfort zone to do it. <laughs> but, it's, but I know it's like very good advice that I need to work on. Okay. Um, uh, other advice that I got. We oh, yeah, one. We want one. Uh, no, all right, one. Because <laughs> time is ticking. Um, now we're arriving in the last part of the... Of the of the podcast and uh, let's like sort of get a bit more intimate in a way that the questions are like sort of what quality do you like most in other people that um, mm-hmm. surround you towards like how you're meeting to your business because that is mm-hmm. you know even in tennis or like what is that quality that like you sort of bang on like I've connected with this person what's right. it that's uh-huh. like sort of keeps you going that motivates your morning or whatever <clears throat> Yes. So for me, if I see someone that's positive in general, that I feel connected immediately. Mm-hmm. So that like you, you, you feel it that when you like speak to someone, for example, even when I speak to you, mm-hmm. I feel connected because you're so positive. Mm-hmm. It's true, but um, I try. <laughs> and, and even like smiling, that mm-hmm. for me, smiling and like being positive obviously you have to be realistic as well mm-hmm. but um, having people surrounding me that have those two qualities are very very important 
Amazing, amazing. And what do you like most about yourself? Um, I think the, mo- the thing that I like most is that I don't restrict myself to do things that I enjoy doing, even though they mm-hmm. go against like either society or they go against sometimes my like what my dad tells me to do. Mm. But I still follow what I want to do. Like I follow my gut a lot. And I, okay. I think I really no, really that's happy a, about that. Vera, Vera, because we tend to get influenced and get uh-huh. away with with um, the way that society is leading us towards. And what mm-hmm. do you dislike about yourself? One thing that I really dislike is that I don't read enough. I hate it about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, I know that I need to okay. read. It's like so important. I read, some, not really, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I really want to really All right. put myself there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've put it out there now with me. I'm sure it's been into your brain and like, maybe, <laughs> like now, maybe you sort of enough. Like, if you have the time, <laughs> I mean, you have time to, to read. Uh, yeah, I have to. I mean, uh, if, if, look, if you want to do something, you'll do it. Like, for yeah, example, sure. I can, like in the evening, instead of watching half an episode as what are 20 minutes not or <clears throat> Netflix I can, read, I can read a book even though after one page I'll I'll sleep. All right, okay. At least I'll I'll read one page a day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah I mean it's a, I mean it's a like everyone has different hobbies I guess it's not like you need to just move but if you dislike that about yourself like it's maybe it's the time that you maybe mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. probably there aren't any authors that sort of interest you. I was going to tell you, what book are you reading now? And I am uh, reading one, actually. I'm reading right. it. All right. Um, and it's very, very interesting and very good for business and for, like, for connecting with people in general. Okay. It's called How to, Influ- How to Impact and Influence People. All right. I don't know if you've heard of it. Dale. Exactly. Energy. Yes. Very good. Uh, you read it? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it is a very good book. I, I think uh, yes. I, I read it. I have the different title. Maybe that's updated. How to make friends and influence people. I read. That's it. That's the title. I thought there's a new version like for... Diki, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the title again? <laughs> well, how to make friends and influence people. That is a very good book. That is a very good <laughs> There is one advice that he gives, which I'm horrible at, which I had to read another book for that advice, <laughs> was how to remember names. Yeah, mom, really bad at it. And in business and in whatever, networking, you need to learn a name. And uh, and through that, uh, then I read a small book. It was uh, about why we forget names Mm -hmm. and what not to work. In a nutshell, it's because it happens like one tip is when we're introducing ourselves to others and others are introducing themselves to us, we we tend to prepare ourselves to say our name. Exactly. And forget then about listening, then listening their name. And then another tip was which I, I try and use a lot, Jivir, is associate their name with their character. Um, you know, for example, to remember. As that, for example, you, Elaine Genovese, oh Genovese. Yeah, Genovese. Hey, Genovese. <laughs> 
Saltì trauma, tra l'altro. Lei genovese con la gen, per esempio. Gen genovese. Dai, veda. Esempio, esempio. All right, Mela. And uh, so you recommend that book to our, to our listeners? I do. I, I do, I do. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Elaine, for um, your time. Wishing thank you. you. An amazing rest of the day. And thank you, listeners, that you've listened to this podcast. Keep on following us, share. And uh, thank you so much and God bless. Thanks. Thank you.